Welcome to Mystery Monday. My name is Aria Sterling, and I'm here with my co-host, Max. Hi, everyone. This week, we're doing things a little bit different. We've received quite a bit of feedback asking me to run Max through the trivia on our Wednesday episode. So, not only am I going to run Max through trivia, but I'm also going to take control of this podcast. To start things off, I first want to ask our listeners to check out our website at mysteriesandmimosas.net. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and of course, share our show with your family and friends. You're up, Max. Don't let us down. Yeah, no pressure, right? <laughs> um, yay, you did a good job. I think you should always do the intro. I don't know. Yeah, it felt I like weird. It. I'm so used to you doing it. Well, you yeah. know, I can't. I can't carry you. I mean, oh. my back is hurting, so I'm carrying you everywhere. Mm, get it? Okay. No? no, I I get it. Okay. Anyway, today I bring you the mysterious case of Donald Connell. Donald Connell was born on October 31st of 1958. Oh, Halloween. My second favorite holiday. What's your first? Christmas. What's your third? Ooh, um... It doesn't matter. Thanksgiving, maybe. Good observation. He was a Halloween baby. So, Donald Connell was born on Halloween to his parents Donald Sr. and Dolores Connell. He is one of four children. His siblings are Anita, James, and Lori. His sister, Anita, dedicates her Facebook page to her brother's disappearance, keeping his case alive by talking about it on a regular basis and by posting and sharing her brother's story to various Facebook pages dedicated to finding missing persons and cold cases. Good for Anita for advocating for her brother. Yeah, nobody's going to care as much as you when your family goes missing, right? Right. So, Donald, also known as Donnie, Connell graduated from Middletown High School in 1977. Donnie was a phenomenal athlete. In fact, he was the co-captain of his high school basketball team, leading them to win the Rhode Island State basketball title in 1976. Following graduation from high school, Donnie followed in his dad's footsteps and he joined the United States Marine Corps. On December 2nd of 1986, Donnie left his parents' house, located at 6 Record Street in Newport, Rhode Island, He left his parents' house on foot, headed towards his sister's house, which was only one street away. However, Donnie never made it there. He never arrived, and he's never been seen or heard from again. Wow. Yeah. After receiving no contact from Donnie, he was reported missing 10 days later by his dad. So I wonder then if that was pretty normal for Donnie to leave and not tell people where he might be going. If I just guessing because it took 10 days for them to report him missing. So maybe that was his normal behavior. Sure. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, he only goes one block away, and if they didn't report him right away as missing, then they must have thought this was not out of character for him until, you know, time passed and they started to get worried, I'm sure. Sure. And because Donnie was an adult at the time of his disappearance, police didn't immediately take his disappearance seriously. So like one of those cases where he's an adult and he has the right to disappear if he wants to situation. Yeah, probably one of those things. I mean, this was, you know, quite some time ago. And so it's not like now where, you know, police have these standards where they have to make reports when when people are reported missing within a certain time frame. Yeah. Um, In fact, you know, according to his sister, Anita, early on, nobody from law enforcement ever treated his case as a missing person case. So Donnie's case almost immediately went cold. So there were, like, no searches or anything for him? No, it's as if Donnie disappeared from the face of the earth and nobody blinked an eye. 
I mean, nobody except for Anita and her family who continues to post about her brother and ask for answers from anyone who might know anything. In fact, Anita references an unidentified John Doe who surfaced, which Anita attempted to match Donnie to by using his dental and medical records, which she has requested from the military. But as of today, Anita has received nothing but pushback from the government, so she hasn't been able to make that connection. The unfortunate part about Donnie's case is the fact that Donnie never got any media coverage. There were no community-organized search efforts. In fact, there is hardly any information available online about Donnie's disappearance, which is why Donnie's case is exactly what we want to talk about on Mystery Monday. Yeah, you know, we always talk about it, but our goal on Mystery Monday is to get word out on these lesser-known cases that might not have the media coverage that other cases have, um, because you never know who might know something. Well, right, and Donnie's case particularly is very bizarre because he's only walking one street away. I mean, that's like going out for a walk, you know, on any any day that you just want to get some exercise and then you just vanish. And so I find it very interesting when these cases happen when there's no information because, like you always say, people don't just vanish. You know, something happened to them. Somebody knows something. And in this case, Donald is described as six foot tall, 150 to 180 pounds, white male, brown hair, brown eyes, and he goes by Donnie. If you have any information about Donnie's disappearance, please contact the Newport Police Department at 1-401-847-1306 or the Rhode Island State Police at 1-401-444-1000. All right, how did I do? I went first. Yeah, I mean, were you nervous? You were a little out of your element. I always go first. On oh, Mystery you think Monday. I was out of my element? Should I restart it? No, I mean, did you feel like you were? Because it's different for you. Oh no, no, no I'm I'm in my I'm in the zone right okay. now. So I'm just excited to hear what you have. Born on January twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three, Casey Nicole Carter was twenty five years old when she went missing. Today, Casey would be thirty one. There's not a lot of information out there about Casey. But here's what we know. Casey was released from the Bradley County Justice Center in Cleveland, Tennessee, on November 13th of 2018. According to the Cleveland Police Department's Facebook page, Casey voluntarily left her residence, located at 135 High Street, also in Cleveland, Tennessee. However, it's been reported that that address was no longer Casey's residence. Casey's husband, Malcolm, reported Casey missing to police on December 12th of 2018. Malcolm told police Casey left the residence on the same day she was released from jail with an unknown Hispanic male driving a white Volkswagen Jetta. He told police that Casey was headed south toward Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. I have a lot of questions about this. Yeah, there are a lot of questions. Even after doing the research, there's just not a lot of information, unfortunately, out there. I guess my biggest question is, if her husband was the last person to see her, and he reported that she was last seen leaving a house that isn't her house with a Hispanic male and a Jetta, yeah. what does that say? I don't know. I don't know what their like personal situation was, like their marriage situation. I mean, because the way it reads, that address on High Street was at one time her residence. Okay, yeah. So I don't know if maybe her and her husband had lived there before and maybe she no longer lived there, but he did. And for some reason she was at the the residence that day. 
And so he saw her leaving with this Hispanic male. I don't know. That's. Yeah, I think yeah. it's bizarre. It Just, is. I mean, I don't know. I'm a, I guess we're assuming that they were happily married. Clearly they weren't if, if that wasn't the place that she was supposed to be living. Right. But, you know, he saw her. What was she doing there? I mean, anyway, go yeah. ahead. Continue. It's definitely an interesting case. I wish I had more information. Like I said, although there's not enough information available yet related to Casey's disappearance, her family and friends say it's not typical for Casey to leave without checking in to let her family know where she is. Casey has left behind two sons, and there's just not enough information available to provide an accurate timeline. Okay, so furthermore then, she has two sons. Probably not going to leave her sons behind without letting them know, right? Right. Or at least checking in with them. Right. That's not what typically happens with mothers. Sure. Or or fathers. Yeah. There's nothing to indicate in here why she was released from jail. Not that it's important. I don't think it's important why she's released no. from jail. But maybe it has something to do with Malcolm. I don't know. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Um, unfortunately, there, like I said, there's just not enough information. Casey would be 31 years old today, and she's described as being anywhere from 5 feet 2 inches to 5 feet 4 inches tall, 115 to 125 pounds. She's a white female with brown hair and brown eyes. She has a partial sleeve of leopard print on her left arm and shoulder, Asian characters on her right upper arm, the name Malcolm on her right arm, a bird on her thigh, and an unspecified tattoo on her lower abdomen. And we have attached photos on our website of all those tattoos. Did you just hand motion a camera when you said photos? I was doing a strip of photos like this. Oh, okay. This is why we need to do a video cast so everybody can see your weird (laughs) hand photos or hand gestures, I mean. They're not weird. In my mind, they make sense. I was doing like this. Okay. Because the pictures are going to be all in a row. In a strip. Yeah. As if she was in a photo booth in the mall. Yeah, like that lined up. That's not what it looks like on the website, just so you know, but thank you for your That's how I imagined it would look. Sorry. I think that... I want to keep this one on the table because there's a lot more to this than is out there. Mm-hmm. And if we can if we can dig enough to find any information on this, I'd like to do a full episode on it because I think there's something going on with Malcolm. That's my opinion, just based on what you've told me. Um, because I, I don't know. I'm just thinking in my mind if they were in a you know amicable relationship or together still for that matter. You know, it would be weird for him for her to leave with somebody that he didn't know. Right, exactly. It wouldn't be out of the ordinary, I guess, if they were separated, you know, for her to leave with this person in a Jetta. Sure. But you would think that, and maybe there is, but you would think there'd be a little bit more information about a, you know, a description or maybe a license plate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Something, yeah. Um, may, you know, that's why I think that there's more information to be learned. If anybody listening has any further information about Casey Carter's whereabouts, please contact the Cleveland Police Department by calling 423-559-3365. And yes, I agree with you, Max, that you know if we can get more information, if there's more information out there to be found, I'd love to do a full episode on this one. Yeah, and this is only since 2018. There's a good chance that Casey's still alive out there. And, you know, how wonderful would it be to connect her back with her family or at least get her family some answers? Right. I'm not convinced that um, 
you know that she's deceased in yeah in there's this no case. evidence showing that so so okay well thank you for that you did a great job i don't know if you did as good as me but you did a pretty good job we'll let thank the listeners you. decide <laughs> okay i'm kidding you, you always do a better job than me but anyway and again uh if you have any information about donnie's disappearance please contact the Newport Police Department. Again, that number is 401-847-1306 or the Rhode Island State Police at 401-444-1000. Thank you, Max. Don't forget to check us out on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Mysteries and Mimosas Podcast. You can also check out our website at mysteriesandmimosas.net. There you can use the little message box to contact us with episode suggestions, mimosa recipes, or... Just stop by and say hi. All right. Well, thank you, Max. Cheers. Cheers.